From me, Father Emil, yes, a very warm welcome to you to the program As the Sun Sets. Yes, I know you know this is the evening prayer of the church. This is uh, the day which is a Friday, and a Friday we look forward to because it's a weekend ahead of us when we can rest and relax. But it's lovely that you're with me as this day comes to a close. Stay with me, pray with me, and let's be inspired by the Word of God. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. child he will not abandon you for the mountains may fall and the hills turn to us yet the love of the lord will stand as a shelter for all who will call on his name sing the Him. He will gently call your name. Should you wander away from Him, He will always take you back. For the mountains may fall and the hills turn to dust, yet the He swore to your fathers when the flood is. 
destroy the land. He will never forsake you. He will swear to you. Psalm 114, a psalm of thanksgiving. Lord, keep my soul from death and my feet from stumbling. I love the Lord, for he has heard the cry of my appeal. For he turned his ear to me in the day when I called him. They surrounded me, the snares of death, with the anguish of the tomb. They caught me, sorrow and distress. I called on the Lord's name. O Lord, my God, deliver me. How gracious is the Lord and just. Our God has compassion. The Lord protects the simple hearts. I was helpless, so he saved me. Turn back, my soul, to your rest. For the Lord has been good. He has kept my soul from death and my eyes from tears and my feet from stumbling. I will walk in the presence of the Lord in the land of the living. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Lord, Keep my soul from death and my feet from stumbling. Psalm 120, God, the protector of his people. My help shall come from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall come my help? My help shall come from the Lord who made heaven and earth. May he never allow you to stumble. Let him sleep not, your God. No, he sleeps not nor slumbers, Israel's God. The Lord is your God and your shade. At your right side he stands. By day the sun shall not smite you, nor the moon in the night. The Lord will guard you from evil. He will guard your soul. The Lord will guard your going and coming, both now and forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. My help shall come from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. 
Your ways are just and true, King of all the ages. Great and wonderful are your deeds, O Lord God the Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the ages. Who shall not fear and glorify your name, O Lord, for you alone are holy. All nations shall come and worship you, for your judgments have been revealed. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Your ways are just and true, King of all the ages. Our Gospel reading this evening is taken from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, <clears throat> verses 27 to 32. Jesus said to his disciples, You have learned how it was said, You must not commit adultery. But I say this to you, If a man looks at a woman lustfully, he has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away, for it will do you less harm to lose one part of your body than to have your whole body thrown into hell. And if your right hand should cause you to sin, cut it off and throw it away, for it will do you less harm to lose one part of you than to have your whole body go to hell. It has also been said anyone who divorces his wife must give her a writ of dismissal. But I say to you, everyone who divorces his wife, except for the case of fornication, makes her an adulteress. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Well, we have again today the continuation of the Sermon on the Mount uh, given by Jesus. You will remember yesterday Jesus spoke about killing. You know, you must not kill and you mustn't call your brother fool and you'll be brought before the courts if you do that sort of thing. Today, Jesus continues in the same vein and he speaks about um, commit, the, commitment of a, the committing of adultery and divorce and so on. And he's saying, you know how it was said of old, you must not commit adultery, but I say this to you. So it's the old law and Jesus giving the new law. It's the law of Moses as against the law of the new covenant between God and his people. So Jesus is saying, you know what the law says, you mustn't commit adultery. But Jesus now is entering into a conversation with the people here, to his disciples, and is going deeper. He's not saying, it's not just a question of committing adultery, jumping into bed with another man or another, another woman. I say this to you. 
If you look at another woman, or if you look at a woman lustfully, you've already committed adultery with her in your heart. So what Jesus is doing is he's taking the law and he's saying, the law says this, but let's get deeper, deeper into the spirit of the law. That it's not just the, the external sleeping with somebody, that committing of adultery, that is what the law says we mustn't do. He's saying, let's go a little bit more deeply and see what it is. It's our commitment, our fidelity to our husband or wife that is so important. That we mustn't be breaking that fidelity by looking lustfully at other men or other women. Because if we do it, we're already committing adultery in our hearts. We're not jumping into bed with these, these people, says Jesus, but we're already entering into that action, so to speak, deep in our hearts. That's why he says, the law says this, but I say to you, if a man looks lustfully, he has already committed adultery. And then he says, then he says this, if your right hand or your right eye should cause you to sin, tear it out. Now, it doesn't mean that literally tear it out. But we must go a bit more deeply into that. And Jesus is saying, if your eye causes you to sin, you need to engage in, into an operation which, so to speak, going to cut out that eye. It's going to um, end. You must enter into a relationship or into a situation where the eye is not going to cause you to sin. You close it off. Or you look and you think and you do something concrete and positive about it. That if your eyes causing you to sin, well, you should do something about it. It's like nowadays, you know, we um, people often say, you know, Father, I, I, uh, I should actually go to the gym. Um, but if you don't go to the gym, you're not going to be fit. So you, you need to, to do that. Go to the gym and be fit. If you don't, you're not going to be fit. Um, the question of the eye again, Jesus is saying, if your eye causes you to sin, well, pluck it out means don't use that eye to cause you to sin. Don't use your eyes. For example, if you're very prone to, to watching porn, for example, now, they'd be concrete and down to earth. Then the Lord says, do something about that. Take the porn out of your life, which is a kind of radical taking out of your life of that which you know you shouldn't be doing. If your right hand causes you to sin, well, make sure that your right hand doesn't cause you to sin. Make sure that, that your right hand uses, is used rather to bless than to cause you to sin. In other words, be conscious of what it is and what part of your body that causes you to sin. Uh, keep that in control. Sacrifice it. Do something that's not going to give free rein to your eye, to your hand, your foot, whatever it is, to commit sin. So Jesus is going more deeply into the situation and he's saying it's not just a question of jumping into bed with somebody else. No, he's saying go a little bit more deeply into it and see that there is a question here of the spirit. What is it that lies deep down inside us? If, for example, you, uh, you commit adultery, and believe me, there are many people who commit adultery today. We don't, some, some of us don't even notice it in our lives. But, you know, as a priest, one does come to know of people who commit adultery and uh, priests who also, I suppose, commit adultery in some way. But what Jesus is saying is you must be faithful to your husband or your wife. That's what's so important. That's the value. 
don't just live according to a law, which is an external thing. And you say to yourself, well, I've kept the law and therefore I'm perfect. I'm holy. I'll go straight to heaven. Now we must go a bit more deeply and say, am I really faithful? Am I noticing uh, my husband or wife? Am I giving her or him that attention and that love and that care and that forgiven forgiveness and compassion? Uh, that's what lies deep down inside us. And that's what we should be digging down to and not making um, an absolute out of the laws. Like, for example, Jesus says, committing adultery. No, we must go a bit more deeply and see that what the Lord is asking us, ask, asking of us is, don't even use your eyes to look at women or men and to engage in a lustful relationship with that person. Come down to brass tacks, live your life in which you show real love and fidelity, forgiveness and understanding towards your husband or wife. That's what makes, that's what makes for lasting and good relationships. So let's not get hooked on cutting out our hands or cutting off our hands and gouging out our eyes and so on. It really means a sacrifice to take out of our lives those things which are going to lead us to sin um, and to, to use the parts of our body, our hands, whatever it is, to give praise and glory to God. To, in our lives with one another, is to show love understanding and faithfulness towards each other. I think that's what the Lord is really asking of us. So some people might want to take all these things very, very literally, but I think let's rather dig down a little bit more deeply and come to appreciate the spirit of what it means to live in this new community. Remember that Matthew was writing to the people in the, in the year 80, and they were experiencing all these kinds of problems and they were being judged because of these people were committing adultery or they were um, um, you know, using their eyes or, or they were divorcing their wives and so on. And, and what Jesus is saying is, yes, these are the things that are happening in your lives. Matthew is taking these incidents from the life of Jesus and trying to give encouragement to his newfound disciples from the Lake of Galilee, those Christians, who had, those Jews who had become Christians, and he's trying to encourage them to go more deeply into their relationship, not just to observe the law, but to go more deeply to observe what lies beneath. And in relationships, it's not just adultery that is the bad thing, but are we faithful? Are we loving? Are we deeply concerned about our husbands and wives? Do we make them number one in our lives? You see, if we do that, that's the antidote. And that's, the, that's what the Lord asks of us in our relationships, in our marriages, is that we live with one another, that we make each other number one in our lives. Then we're not going to be involved in adultery or anything else that's going to um, bring us into disrepute with our community or with our church. So that's really what I think the Lord is asking of us today. There are many other things we can talk about, but let's not confuse the issue. Let's just leave it at that and ask the Lord to give us the grace and the strength, not just to make an absolute, a God out of the law, but to dig a little bit more deeply and try to live in faithfulness, in harmony, in forgiveness, and love and compassion with one another.
Christ died for our sins, that he might offer us to God. Christ died for our sins, that he might offer us to God. In the body, he was put to death. In the spirit, he was raised to life. Christ died for our sins, that he might offer us to God. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Christ died for our sins, that he might offer us to God. Remember your mercy, O Lord, according to the promise you made to our fathers. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. For he has looked with favour on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Remember your mercy, O Lord, according to the promise you made to our fathers. Now Christ comforted the widow who had lost her only son, so let us pray to him who will Come at the last to wipe away every tear from our eyes. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, you consoled especially the poor and troubled. Look with mercy on those in any kind of need. The angel brought you the Father's comfort on the eve of your passion. We pray that your comfort may strengthen those who are dying. Let all exiles know your care for them. May they find their homelands once more and come one day in joy to the Father's house. And look on love and look in love on all those whose sins have separated them from you. Reconcile them to yourself and to your church. The dead suffered the pain and the loss of human life. Give them the fullness of life and joy in heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord God, the cross reveals the mystery of your love, a stumbling block indeed for unbelief, but the sign of your power and wisdom to us who believe. Teach us so to contemplate your Son's glorious passion that we may always believe and glory in his cross. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit as God forever and ever. Amen. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, 
the Son and the Holy Spirit, come down upon you and remain with you always. Until we meet
Well, that brings us to the end of our evening prayer. Thank you very much for joining me, Father Emil. I wish you a wonderful, restful weekend. Please don't forget our, about our competition, uh, a trip to Rome for two people, 80,000 rand, all for merely 300 rand. Please do enter our competition. It's so easy. You simply take your cell phone, tap in the number 41809. That's right, 41809. Then type in in the message part, Rome, plus your name, and send that. It's as simple as that. That'll cost you one rand fifty. It's an all SMS. And somebody will get back to you either today or in the next day or so, uh, giving you all, in the, all the bank details. And once you've deposited your 300 rand in the bank, you will be into the competition. Now, I really, really hope that when Monday comes and I look at the number of tickets that have been sold, that we're going to exceed at least the 500 mark or even better still, the 1,000 mark. Please tell your friends about it. Be our ambassador. Try and sell as many tickets as you can. If people don't want to go to Rome... It's in support of Radio Veritas. If they win, they can give the ticket to somebody else. Why not? Do us the favor, be our ambassador, enter the competition and tell people about us. Remember again, 41809. Begin with the word Rome, followed by your name. From me, Father Emil, goodbye and God bless.